I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. guys, welcome back to the Spurred On podcast with Tottenham's biggest game of the season coming up on Friday night, the FA Cup fourth round tie at home to Manchester City. I thought we'd get on our resident football coach and expert and somebody who supports a club who've already played Man City at home this season and got a very, very impressive four-all draw against them. It's Matt Beadle. Matt, how are you? That's very sweet of you to introduce me. Nice to uh, see you again, Barney. I'm very well, thanks, mate. So... This is a huge game for Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, You as a Chelsea fan, probably delighting in the fact you've made a cup final now, but with your football coach's head on, how can Tottenham Hotspur go about turning over the treble winners and Pep Guardiola's team, including Kevin De Bruyne, this Friday night? Maybe you could uh, just pull a plug on the floodlights or something. (laughs) I think that's probably your best shot. Um, Wow. Uh, I think I'd probably be a richer coach than I am if I knew how to break uh, Guardiola's, uh, you know, genius. But um, listen, I, I think irrelevant of what I say, I can see Spurs just having a go for it. You know, yeah. uh, what I've been, I've watched a lot more of you guys this year than I have in the past. And, uh, and there seem to be two tactics against Man City, right? And they have been for the last four or five years. You either play with a flat, you know, you, you either park the bus, as Mourinho used to say, and you get two banks of four in there and uh, try and hit them on the break or get a um, get a, a, a set piece or something. Or some teams try to have a go. Now, I'm a Chelsea fan, so I can talk about that game you just mentioned a moment ago. Chelsea had a go that night, you know, and mm. ended up scoring four goals. Um, it could have ended 12-4, though. So uh, I'm not saying that's the only way to go about it, but... Um, they're going to dominate the ball, whether they have 60% or 85%. That depends on how Tottenham play. But um, I think you've got to have a go. I think you've got to put balls over the top. The, the wing backs play very high. 
to put balls down the channel, get um, you know, get uh, get runners on behind the ball, uh, and and have a go and, and try and get them on the back foot. Yeah, the interesting thing is that Spurs have an unbelievable record, especially at their new stadium against Man City. Man City haven't even managed to score in all the games they've played there since 2019, and Spurs have wow. won pretty much every game. But that has always been with Hung Min Son and Harry Kane playing, and they've scored a lot of goals. Kane obviously has left. Sonny is at the Asian Cup, so that's going to be a bit of a problem. And also, every time we've beaten them, we have pretty much parked the bus. And now we've got Ange Postacoglu. I think you're right. I think there's going to be at least... For any gamblers out there, I would go above like five and a half goals minimum in this game. I think there are going to be absolutely loads of goals in it. I wanted to just come to you as well on a kind of larger picture about Manchester City in general. Obviously, they've got 115 charges in terms of the um, profitability and sustainability rules. How do you feel as a football lover in general about what Manchester City have done over the past 10, 12, 13 years? And what do you think will end up happening to them? Um, I've got to be. I want to be careful because I don't want to be uh, hounded by their uh, team of lawyers. Uh, so I'll I'll prefix everything with allegedly, mm. but allegedly they've broken every rule that there is. Um, and I throw the book at them if that is found to be true. Uh, not because that's Man City and because it's not my team doing well. Um, Chelsea were found for a few years ago, for example, for breaking rules um, with uh, youth signings. You know, and they were punished for it. One could argue maybe they weren't punished enough. I think if we don't set these sanctions, then, uh, then you know, the sky's the limit. Football's just going to turn into a into a gangster scene. Um, if if listen, if Everton got ten points deducted, and uh, Juventus got relegated for mm. for lesser crimes, I'm afraid you've got to relegate them. Um, mm. and and potentially, I mean, they've got very close. I live in Germany, as I think your listeners have heard before, and it got very, very close a few years ago that Borussia Dortmund would get not only relegated but get their professional license taken from them. So they'd have to go to the fourth division. Um, what was that for? Uh, Sorry, I don't remember that. That was also for financial irregularities, and they they were in Germany. You have to show that you've got um that you've you know you've got money in the bank every season. If you haven't, then uh, you either start the season with points deducted. Or you can get relegated, and they'd missed deadline after deadline after deadline, and they got there was like a an eleventh hour uh, consortium that saved them, um, but that was uh, that that wasn't really breaking rules. That was just going bust, right? It sounds like Man City allegedly mm. have just broken rules, and and that's that's not what football was about when I was a kid, and I, I don't want it to go in that direction. Okay, so you mentioned. Uh... You know, you live in Germany. Obviously, Pep was also uh, very, very successful at Bayern before he came to yeah. Manchester City. What is his legacy yeah. in Germany? I mean, the, th- the re- I want to ask this with a kind of my maybe old fashioned take on this, which is, you know, Pep, you know, a lot of people compare Pep Guardiola to Sir Alex Ferguson. But the thing I love most about Sir Alex Ferguson and why I would put him right up there in the kind of pantheon of great managers is because he started at St Mirren or wherever and then he went to Aberdeen and he won a European trophy at Aberdeen and then he got the biggest club in in Britain arguably you know and whereas Pep kind of went straight to Barcelona and then to Bayern and Man City and I don't want it to be as obvious as you know he's never had to do it on a you know he's never managed Stoke or whatever but is his legacy as one of the great managers of all time as talked about in Germany as it is in England? It definitely is. And I think it's definitely deserved. Uh, you missed that one team that he coached, and that was Barcelona B, to be That's fair true. to him. That's true. So uh, he started there. Um, 
No, I think it's uh, it's too easy to throw that at him and say he's only ever coached big teams because Mourinho's only ever coached big teams. and he's No, Mourinho won the Champions League with Porto. All right, but after that, he's only... <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, he's he's revered as an absolute genius here, and I think rightly so. And I think what is fair to say about um, Guardiola is his teams, although people tend to put tend to put this monocle on him, it's not true. His teams don't all play the same way. He okay. does adapt his style to the teams uh, that he's got. So the Barcelona, you know, uh, what was that, 2011, 12, 13 team had seven. Uh, relatively slow, great touch midfielders, you know, and so Tiki Taka was born, and 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 they just deny maybe the greatest club side of all time, in my mm. opinion, probably it is. Then he then he get, takes a break, then he goes to uh, Man U. Everyone expected it to be Tiki Taka, and it wasn't. You know, he had um, Robin bombing down the wing, and he had uh, you said you said Man U weirdly. I'm just going to cut in and say Bayern. <laughs> oh, sorry, did I say Man? How strange. Yeah, sorry, Bayern. He went to Bayern. He went to Bayern Munich, and everyone expected him to do to do the same there and play ticket attack and he didn't you know mm. as i said you know he was playing balls in the channel playing up to a big center forward who was holding the ball off um still phenomenal football to watch but different he's gone to man city and i think you can argue it's a combination of lots of different styles right sometimes they dominate the ball and play ticket attacker sometimes they 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 put foden in the channels or sometimes they knock balls in the box to harland mm. um so i think saying that he's a one trick pony is and he can only play ticket attacker i think it's unfair and i think that's why they're so terrifying yeah, that's fair enough. I, I Maybe I'm just, you know, clutching at straws, desperately hoping that he will take a tiny job at some point and see what happens I want to jump in on that because I think if anyone's got a chance of beating these kind of teams, Liverpool are probably in the same category, it seems like Tottenham will have a go, you know, because they press the ball very high, right? They get, uh, hang on, I've, got, I've made a couple of notes here. Um, so the last couple of games they played with Foden, Grealish, Alvarez up front, or before that they played with Doku, uh, Foden on the other side, Alvarez. These are players who just run all day long. My mm. my uh, four, 15 year old son wears a tracker when he goes to training when he plays, right? Mm. And uh, when he opens up the app after the game, it it he can compare himself against other players. And the one that he's chosen for whatever reason is is Phil Foden. And so he always compares how many meters Phil Foden ran this week and and how many sprints he did and those kind of things. Um, and he's always miles off because of uh, Foden is is. And not only Foden, Doku's the same, Alvarez is the same, Silva, Kovacic, these players um, are phenomenally fit and they press the ball so high. Why am I saying this? Because I think that could be, if there is a, a, a way to, to, to beat Man City, it's that, that um, you'll try and pass through them, you'll back yourself to try and pass through them. And once you get through the press, then it can be five on four, or it can be you yeah. know six on four or whatever, and then you've got a chance. The... Uh, the, the teams that have just parked the bus against them haven't had that opportunity to get out. So what ends up, what you what you end up doing is playing long balls and they just come back to you. Yeah, and uh, we did play at the Etihad only about six weeks ago and we actually had Emerson Royal and Ben Davis playing at centre back because of our injuries and we managed to get yes. three all we managed to get three all draw there. Although we did have Sonny in the team, but we now have our kind of full strength back four, which is Poro on the right. Udogi on the left and then um, Christian Romero and Mickey van der Ven. And one thing that I'd say is that Christian Romero is so unbelievably world-class with the ball at his feet in terms of breaking the press and being willing to play brave balls in between the lines when he's being pressed, that I think that could really make a huge difference for us. The worry I do have, though, is in terms of our um, 
ability to take the few chances that we may create. But, um, you know, we may make five great chances, but in those previous games against Man City with Son and Kane, we're taking pretty much all of those chances. And now, as much as I think Richarlison is improving and doing well... um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, you'd rather have Sonny, you know, in the in the spotlight when those chances come. I suppose so. But if Werner's fit and plays, you've got a great player on the break, right? So if players like Romero, Van der Ven can win the ball, can nick it, can play balls into midfield, and you can get Heuberg on the half turn and put balls in behind, you've got players quick enough to really, uh, you know, frighten Man mm. City. You know, Walker's yeah. one of the quickest players in the world, but the other ones aren't. So, and like I say, no matter how quick he is, the wing backs play so high, there is space in behind. Um, yeah, the problem is Van and he's four chances to score one and uh, Kane only needs one to score one. Right? Well, one of the impressive things I found about Werner on his debut was that actually, and he's actually mentioned this in a couple of interviews, is he doesn't see himself as a goal scorer first and foremost anymore. He says he sees, to, he thinks himself more of somebody who to to use his pace on the break and then set people up. And he actually got the assist with a really excellently weighted pass into Bentoncourt to score uh, in that first game so if he can kind of break if let's say Walker gets caught up the pitch and he can break in behind him then maybe he will just look for Richarlison and not try and take on uh, the four chances that he'll need to to get one well you know what that sentence that you just said that he sees himself as a playmaker and not as a striker is uh, spoken like a true man who doesn't score enough goals right <laughs> yeah uh, uh, that's just a get out he would love to be a goal scorer and he'd love to get 20 25 goals a season um but he is uh, a good provider. He, he does provide a lot of assists. And I think we talked about it in the last pod that I was on. He doesn't only provide direct assists. His movement does pull players around because he runs yeah. and runs and he makes these sort of diagonal and curved runs. He runs de- deliberately offside. He pulls defenders out of the way and that might leave space for Richarlison. Do you expect Johnson to play again? Or I think it, it depends actually because James Madison has been training again, but I, th- oh, really? I wonder if this one will come a bit early for him. But if Madison was to start, then I think that would push Kulisevsky back out to the right and Johnson would be on the bench. Johnson, who is, you know, raw potential and has made some really good assists, um, but he's getting a bit of flack from some of the Spurs fan base for his final ball sometimes at the moment. So it might be good to get him out of the firing line. You know, he's played way more games than I would have expected him to at this point because we've had the injuries. So I think if, if Madison were to start, which I'd say is very much kind of 40, 60 against, then Kulisewski would play on the right. If not, then Kulisewski, I think, will play in the 10 and Johnson on the right. And Johnson does have raw pace. Yeah, that's they're not sure. slow. They're not slow at all. Uh, like I said, I think that's I think that's Tottenham's best chance is to have a go, try and pass through midfield, 
But you've got to accept, and I think uh, judging by what I've seen of Tottenham already this year and the coach, they do. They they accept that they're going to make, you know, they're going to give balls away and and get done. Uh, yeah. If you if you accept that that that's the risk that you're going to take, um, then you've got to go for it. I I agree with you. I think there could be tons of goals. I think it could be a four three thriller or something. Yeah, and we are watching it together in a London pub, so I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, how exciting! I'm looking forward to paying nine pounds a pint to watch. Yes, exactly. Uh, Really Classic person living in Germany complaining about the cost, just like we used to. We we used to talk. I remember when I was a kid talking about. Apparently in Denmark, it's eight pounds for a pint, and now it's the same <laughs> here. Um, I have to bring up the Kevin De Bruyne factor. He's fit again and absolutely turned around their game at St James's Park. Came yeah. on with twenty minutes to go and just kind of, from what I saw, just sat in the number ten role. And I was absolutely shocked that Eddie Howe didn't tell someone to just stand on him because he had the freedom of the park and just destroyed them. How do you go about stopping De Bruyne? Can you man mark him? Is there anything you can do? I know, I know, Big Ange wouldn't do that, but I'm just saying, what an unbelievable talent! How do you stop that player? Yeah, I think he's the best playmaker in the world at the moment when he's fit. Um, he's extraordinary. Another player that Chelsea extraordinarily let go. <laughs> um, him and Salah would have done decently for you if you just kept with them for a couple of years. They both turned into quite decent footballers, didn't they? <laughs> <clears throat> um, he, he is phenomenal, and, and what I love about him is that he doesn't just live from his athleticism, right? Um, he's he's fit and healthy and uh, can, can run a bit, but it's not like he's super fast or anything. It's not like he's super physical or anything. Um, it's just pure reading of the game. Um, I, I was at a, a coaching conference uh, last year, and they had a professor, I think it was also from Denmark, certainly from... Um, from Scandinavia and he was talking about scanning right so checking over mm -hmm. your shoulder understanding where you are and stuff and they showed clips of um of De Bruyne scanning and his rate of scanning per second is just miles ahead of other you know top league professionals other premier league uh, professionals extraordinary so to answer your question can you just put somebody on him you can put somebody on him but he knows he's there and he's scanning so much and he's so aware of what's going on that he only needs to take one or two steps or maybe stand still sometimes standing still is the best thing because the ball goes off to one side players instinctively tend to go towards it sometimes uh some of the great number 10s just stand still and people go away from you he's got that amazing awareness of space i don't think it's fair to say to him oh he knows oh it's like he's got eyes in the back of his head no if he doesn't have eyes in the back of the head. He looked over his shoulder 12 times in a, in the last couple of seconds. Yeah. Uh, and other players were following the ball. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mark, man mark him. I think it's a waste of a player because he'll hurt you anyway. Even if yeah. you man mark him, he only needs half a yard. Uh, you've just got to try and dominate the ball and not let him get on the ball as much. Yeah. And then in a similar kind of, uh, you know, what I'm talking about, Haaland, Erling Haaland, I think is likely out, but possibly on the bench. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. they've they've got so much other talent. How big a difference do you think that makes? I mean, he's a, you know, he's elite in terms of his, you know, one on ones and six yard box play and stuff. But they won't play any, you know, that kind of cuts off a potential route for them, doesn't it? In terms of changing it up and playing it down the channels and into that, you know, maybe actually Edison, I think, will be out as well. I was going to say the goalkeeper just going long, which they're really brilliant at actually sometimes, Man City. Edison will just hit it over the top of your back four and then Haaland's in. Do you think, I mean, it seems like a, sim a silly question, but do you think Spurs have more of a chance that Haaland is out? Yeah, they definitely do, but you've got to be aware that they then play slightly differently. 
Right. Yeah. So when he's playing, they play balls into feet to him. They play balls around the corner. They play for me a little bit more centrally. But when he's not playing, then they exploit the the, the wings more. They have this incredible these underlaps that uh, the Guardiola mm. does so brilliantly. I, I we try and train that with our boys, and we do get success out of it. But I wish I could get it uh, work in the way that he does. You know that uh, sometimes you have an overlap and an underlap. Sometimes you have a second underlap. The centre just don't know where to go. That movement, that permanent movement in the channels and on the wings, there's more of that when he's not playing. And so I, I'm not sure you're less uh, uh, City are less dangerous. They're just different. They're just dangerous in a different way, you know. Yeah. Um, he's so dangerous, as you said. Ball, he can hold the ball up so well. He can roll players so well. He's great in the just just getting half a yard in the box. You Man City lose that when he's not there. But then, you know, maybe you play as a false nine, you play Phil Foden as a false nine, who's, you know, one of the best players in the world. So, I don't know, it's uh, six of one and a half a dozen of the other, I'm afraid. Yeah, all all being all being from everything you've said sounds like a difficult game, to be honest. Um, I personally think that the winner, I'm putting my head on the block here, but I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think the winner, the winner has the ribbons on the cup this year. That's how confident I am that this is a huge game in the cup. I know Liverpool are still in it, but Arsenal are out. And uh, I don't know. I just fancy that whoever wins this game uh, will win the cup. I also think that neither team will want a replay. So I think that, you know, if it gets into the last 20 minutes, I could definitely see Guardiola shoving loads of attackers on and stuff like that. I'm going to oh, ask yeah. you, I'm going to ask you for a prediction before the end of this podcast right now. In fact, Matthew, you tell me what you think the score will be. Uh, I'm going high scoring draw three three and then maybe a replay something like that Ugh, that would be awful because we've got no i mean i don't think we've got any chance of winning at the etihad in a replay but let's see what happens you never ever know matthew thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again tell the audience where they can find your stuff yes mate uh instagram matt l beadle and uh, the same on linkedin and my website is mattbeadle.com Perfect. And guys, thank you so much for your support at home. As ever, if you're listening on the podcast platforms, please do come over to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at Barnaby Slater underscore and vice versa. Go and search for the Spurred On podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can now be a Spurred On Pro member, just one pound a month for some extra perks, uh, early videos, guaranteed comment replies, and soon enough, some membership only live Q&As, etc. You can be a Patreon member, that's a pound a month, or a Spurred On Pro member on YouTube. Just look in the description box of how to do that. Guys, with Friday night's big game coming up, get behind the team. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs>